Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, and it's Phil too. Guys, what another wonderful week here, just in sports in general. Let's get let's just let's just catch up here on these playoffs again. So before we start bashing on any specific people, talking about, you know, just failures thus far in this year's yeah. playoffs, let's let's just kind of get a quick rundown here. So let's start with the East because the East is where we've seen the most movement happen already. Yep. Number one seed Miami has officially eliminated the Atlanta Hawks. And let's just say Trey Young was just – he was in hell the whole time. Oh, like, dude, they, it, they freaking like locked him up the whole series. Well, I don't think I've seen Trey Young locked up that much in my entire like life, like as long as he's been in the – Freaking NBA. I don't think anyone's played as good as defense as the Heat did. I think at one point, there was this one sequence um, in game four where as soon as Trey got the inbound pass, the first person that met him was P.J. Tucker. Then the switch happened. He got Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Another switch happened. He got Jimmy Butler. Yeah, it. they're full of defensive. I mean, honestly, it's probably why the Heat are so high up in the – in the standings, in yeah. The standings, because defense is crazy with that team. PJ Tucker is a, he's a good dude. Like he is a great player. He's a big, he's a big guy, so he kind of gets in your face, and he's agile. He's just overall that whole team is just well-rounded defensively. Almost, I wouldn't say more than offensively, but pretty good. So, yeah, that was kind of interesting to see the Hawks. I was kind of hoping the Hawks would be the one eight seed team to maybe uh carry it a little bit take that series a little bit further but no to be fair they didn't have clint capella so i mean a lot of their defensive presence in the paint especially was just sorely lacking yeah and for most of that series there wasn't really anybody who stepped up yeah that's true offensively i mean even trey i mean i think he was averaging like 11 points a game during the series or something like that yeah so i mean if trey wasn't having a solid offensive night then no one on the hawks was really doing much which is pretty rough but hey you know all things considered, considering how bad they started the year, I mean, they still made the playoffs, so good for them. Yeah, yeah, it was a good run. Let's talk about the most disappointing team in the league. Here's 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 what I'll say. They're not the most disappointing team because that was the Lakers. That's fair. Let's talk about the, the most biggest, disappointing team in the playoffs. The biggest bust I think I've almost ever seen in the playoffs. In, in the, get, okay, in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, because like we said, the Lakers are the biggest disappointment and can almost be said the same biggest bust, but... As far as playoffs go, this team can't even win one game in the playoffs with Kyrie and KD. So KD left Steph, and Kyrie left LeBron. Hmm. Not to say that Kyrie's uh, career is looking a little bit fraudulent right now, but I'm kind of thinking his his career might be a little bit fraudulent. His teams have been playing very well without him. I'm just saying, like... Kyrie might be a little bit over because he is talented. Oh, very talented. Very, very gifted scorer. But I don't know that he's really as good as we hype him up to be. Well, you think about it. Pre-LeBron in Cleveland when he was first drafted, they never made the playoffs. Obviously, he was their leading scorer and everything. And, he, you know, obviously very gifted offensively. But he never once led that team to the playoffs until LeBron came back. No. No, and then not to mention the fact that Kyrie is – found every excuse in the book to not play. I mean, you know, his one of his biggest excuse, like one of his excuses after having that huge layout liaison of the NFL or NFL, NBA, everything shut down. He was traumatized by the riots at the Capitol. That poor man. 
Look, I'm not going to get into mental health or anything like that. I get what you're saying. But if you just look at his history as the number one player on each of his teams, let's look at his Celtics tenure. They did really well Jeez. without him. They made it all the way to the Easter Conference Finals mm-hmm. without that man. And, you know, that kind of makes me think maybe that's like – I don't want to say that's why he left like because he wasn't – I don't know. But, like, <clears throat> teams just seem to thrive when they kind of get rid of him. He kind of almost seems to be a poison to a franchise. It's tough because, to be honest with you, who doesn't want to have that kind of offensive power? But at the same time, teams are kind of proving to be better back, without him. Back then, I, I think anybody would take Kyrie. Oh, 100%. Now? We're, it's a whole different ballpark. Now. I don't know that anybody – I mean, did you hear what he said uh, after they lost? He didn't say anything about how horrible this was or how distraught he was, how he's not going to get over it. Like, he didn't sound like he even was competitive. He wasn't, like, upset about the loss at all. It didn't seem like what he said was him and Kevin Durant are going to manage the team or something. What gives Kyrie even the slightest opportunity or right to think that he can even manage a team he hasn't even played half the games for? Well, remember, Ky- Kyrie also said this at the beginning of the season. that that He said, I don't really see us having a head coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach. Th- so this Kyrie is- does know you have to show up, right? At least Steve Nash showed up. Not sure if he did more than that. But he showed up. He at least showed up. Well, no, Steve Nash was really good at giving KD hugs when he saved his job. That's true. <laughs> now, I don't know if he could. Anyways, we're going to get to him in a little bit. Anyways, but yeah, when you have Kyrie and KD, I don't under, I don't care even if they are past their prime and they were going up against a, And I don't even, wouldn't even say they're past their prime. KD was easily a top two player in the league when he was playing. No, yeah. Yeah. And He's still kind of coming off that Achilles, right? So maybe that could maybe bother him a little bit. Still, I wouldn't even be surprised if that were true. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been said or anything. But with those two guys put together, I mean, even against this crazy Boston team, they should have pulled one game. Mm-hmm. And I think they- Steve Nash's job is on the line, if I'm being honest. I will say this. I will give KD props for you know playing when he was healthy, like, that, that was the one thing he did do. KD will show up no matter what. Well, he'll show up physically. I don't know about showing up in the box score. Like, I mean, this man went 0 for 10, that, I think, well, okay. in the second half of so, game three. But, but here's what I think about that. I think that's because of Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is just kind of emerging in front of us. Oh, he's been fantastic. I don't fantastic. necessarily think KD was horrible. I just think the defense on him has been the best he's seen in a really long time. That's fair. Of course, so, the Nets also don't play defense, so, you know. Yeah, the, the Nets don't play defense, so they probably don't actually understand what's happening when yep. it's played to them. So, who knows? We'll see <clears throat> what happens with that team this offseason because something that Stephen A. Smith actually said that I thought was kind of interesting, if you keep Kyrie and KD, like that same sort of squad or whatever, you can't keep Steve Nash. Because obviously it doesn't work. No, yeah, they don't respect Steve Nash as a head coach, 100%. I think... I think Steve Nash was kind of in over his head when he took the job. He's never had any prior coaching experience. And he takes on a team with KD and Kyrie. Well, you need someone that's got like. Again, you, you he only like a, got the job because of his prior relationship with Kyrie. Yeah. No, that, and, and they that's basically I mean. just wanted a coach who would agree with them on whatever they wanted to do. I was just going to say they need a coach that can put their foot down, like a Popovich or something, which, I mean, that's kind oh, of yeah, unfair Popovich. to ask yeah, for yeah. because I don't know there's really going to be another coach like Popovich in a long time, mm-hmm. but they need someone like that. Someone what who they just needed, will do it, you know, it's it's rough. Because what they really needed, it was like a Jacques Vaughn, you know, their interim head coach last year when they let Kenny Atkinson go. Mm-hmm. Like Jacques Vaughn 
did really well yeah. with just Kevin Durant. They almost took down the defending NBA champs. They went to seven. Yeah. An inch is if, what kept them from probably going to the finals. Kyrie, if, or if KD's shoe was just half a size smaller. We're talking a whole different story here. Yep. Yep. But here's, here's, here's the thing. Steve Nash either is a pushover and, and just flops over kind of like how LeBron makes all of his coaches do. Um, or their system just doesn't work with those players. So, and if obviously you keep, you keep KD over Kyrie 100% only because like the main thing, cause their talent wise is, I wouldn't say it's even that far different, like, 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 uh, capacity wise and how talented they are as individuals, but the ability of being available, Kevin Durant has Pretty much, actually, I would say you've beaten anybody by that. Because when he's there, he will give everything he's got. Yeah, 100%. Kyrie will almost try just as hard to get out of a game as he does to actually play a game. If he tried as hard as he did to get out of a game as he did trying to play games, maybe they would have won a game or two. <laughs> that's that's not wrong, honestly. Um, let's focus on the good parts of the series, though. The, everything basically the Boston Celtics did. I mean, they played a good chunk of the series without Robert Williams the third, their starting center, and to be fair, Al Horford did fantastic, you know, stepping in for him as well. Jason Tatum's defense was Jason, fantastic. If they don't have Jason Tatum, that might have been a different series. But Jason Tatum's defense on Kevin Durant, I don't think I've seen anything like it. It, it was amazing, yeah. Like, Jason Tatum has an argument to be top, mm, I don't want to say top five, but he can push it. Kind of being the way he's playing in the playoffs, he's easily a top three in the playoffs. But, yeah, if, if it's all said and done, that man's a top five man in the the top five player in the league right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Just really dep- – I mean, yeah. If you- it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, moving on. Let's, let's look at the 3-6 matchup. Giannis and the Bucks against the Chicago Bulls. 3-1 to one lead right now for the Bulls – or sorry, for the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow night, Zach Levine <laughs> is not playing. This is going to be game five in Milwaukee. Yeah, I – and I'm pretty sure Alex Caruso is also out. Also, and he is a defensive stalwart for them. Also, really quick, going backwards, back to that Boston and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get We'll get back there. We'll get back there. I, I just want to know, just really quick. You notice that the Nets were the only team that were swept? No other team is swept. Even the Pelicans, who were arguably ones that were told they were going to be swept. Shout out to Justin, though, who has faith in them. They're doing really good right now. Yeah, they are. Um, freaking... Even uh, the Nuggets, who I thought were going to get swept, pulled out a game against the against the Warriors. Kevin Durant was swept. First time in his career. Same with just, Kyrie. Just saying. Anyways, Kate, not sorry. Just moving back. Um, I think Milwaukee takes it this next game. I think the oh, Bulls had a good run. The fact that they pulled off a game with you know, and they've been kind of you know they've been injured, and they still pulled off a game. Well, they were pretty healthy when they took the game. Caruso and Zach were both able to play. No, yeah. I'm just saying, like, they've had to kind of pull through some stuff here, and they did. And I think, but I think their run is over. Oh, 100%. I thought they were going to get swept. I mean, good for them for we pulling did, out yeah, one. But. I think we all thought that, actually. I mean, yeah, no one saw the Bulls winning anything, yeah. but hey, they made the playoffs. That's a step forward. Yeah. They, pff, big step from last year. 100%. Big step. They still won one game against the defending champs in the playoffs. They beat them one game. That's pretty good. And then the final series in the East, arguably the most inter- – well, not arguably, 100% the most interesting, 
Philly and Toronto. Buckle okay. up, Philly fans. Buckle up, Philly fans. Because game got, six is in Toronto. You got a coach that likes to choke harder. Then never mind. Not going to say that. <laughs> you got a coach that's. Uh, I don't Doc know, Rivers man. is having I don't flashbacks. Know. This is kind of crazy. So they were up 3 0, right? They're, they were up 3 0. Yep. Now it's 2 3. Now it's 2 3. Game six, back in Toronto, Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. Everyone knows that place is going to be bumping. Oh, I wish. That would be a sick game to go to. That would be, I wish we could go to that. Not one. to mention, Joel Embiid is hurt right now. Yeah, with he's a still ligament play. tear in his hand. He's still going to play. He can but still he play, does, but it's affecting him. Oh, 100% a ligament tear in your hand. Oh, yeah. He's still pretty good with it, but. <laughs> not to mention, I, James I, Harden is not looking like James Harden right now. I think James Harden is done. I think he's done. I don't think he's going to be back to the level he was. I will say this. this that James Harden trade. I saw this on Instagram. It was, I can't remember who posted it, but credit to unknown, we'll say for now. This might be considered the first lose-lose trade in the NBA. Both teams involved might have lost. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe Daryl Morey, Morey got the better of it, but... He got the better in the sense that he got a player that's at least willing to play. I was, that's the only, I was literally going to say that's the only reason why it might be a little bit better, because even if Harden gets three points... He's still doing more than what Ben Simmons is doing. Exactly. And, and we we'll, we'll get, get to, to Ben him. Simmons in a sec. Oh, we will get to him in a minute. But, yeah, this Toronto and Philly series. Okay, this is 3-0. And the Raptors, I mean, well, for one, they beat him in game four. And then they manhandle him in game five. Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. And then in game six, back in Toronto, Jurassic Park's going to be bumping. I mean, the, the way Charles Barkley put it is that Toronto played game six or game five. Like, they're going to win the series. And to be I, honest with you, the momentum is 100% I, on their side. I was just going to say, if they win game six, if the, if, it, if this goes to game seven, I, I think. So currently, according to NBA stats, 143 teams have gone up 3-0 in the NBA playoffs. 14 of those 143 teams have forced a game six. Yeah. Only three have ever forced a game seven. But, but zero ever, have ever completed yep. the comeback. This might be the Will first. this be the first year that it ever happens? Because even think, Nick Nurse is like, hey, someone's got to be the first one to do it. Well, I mean, I think it will be this. because Here's the thing. If it goes to game seven, like I, granted, it's happened before, right? It's come close. But in this case with Doc Rivers, <laughs> the momentum that uh, the Raptors have right now, if this goes to game seven, I'm taking Raptors. Uh, that would, oh my goodness, I can't wait to see this. Just just because... And it's, it's going seven. I 100 wholeheartedly know it's going seven. And you know what's crazy? There's probably a million excuses to why it's really not Doc Rivers' fault because of Joel being hurt, Harden not playing like he used to. They lost Seth Curry. Okay, but because but PG-13% and Kawhi couldn't but, take out a Nuggets 3-1 lead? Anyways. No, but I was just going to say, because of his past and how many times he's blown a 3-1 to lead, he's gone. 100% he's gone if they lose this year. 100%. So it'll be I'm ex- oh I'm Okay. I am so rooting for the Raptors right now for so many reasons. I'm so excited Also, for that. shout out to Raptors social media just in general, all Raptors fans. <laughs> I don't know if you saw oh what they were gosh. they were talking about Goran Dragic earlier today. Oh, I didn't see that today. No. So, I don't know if you remember Dragic actually was on the Raptors to start the season cuz he was part of that Kyle Lowry trade. Oh. So, Dragic was one of the players sent from Miami to Toronto. And one in one of his first interviews with just Toronto in general, he says that I have higher ambitions than playing in Toronto. So this man gets traded 
to San Antonio. San Antonio buys him out, and then he signs with Brooklyn. Now Toronto is just forced to game six back in Toronto against the Sixers, (laughs) and Dragic just got swept by the Celtics in round one. That's so rough, dude. So shout out to the Raptors and Raptors fans just all over because, man, such a great toll. Twitter is undefeated. The internet is undefeated. They keep receipts, and they will never let you forget what you said. Shout out to Elon Musk for buying Twitter. Yes. (laughs) Also, Also, shout out to our man Elon for doing that. (laughs) By the way. But, yeah. Dude, Great troll job on just Goran Dragic. I there. love when teams have like just. It's like when uh, uh, the Hawks beat Philly last year, and the Hawks are like, "Trust the process." Trust the process. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, that's so great. Okay, so now let's move over to the West. West. Well, let's start with the one and eight again. Right now, Pelicans and Suns are playing. No D book. Yeah. Okay, that's obviously affected the Suns because that's their leading score. And just in general, just a game changer for the Suns. The Pelicans, on the other hand, they've been playing solid defense, especially their rookies have stepped up. Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones. I love seeing Chris Paul frustrated. It's the best ever. Um, Brandon Ingram is balling out in his first playoffs. Brandon Ingram is showing to be... Brandon Ingram I like to watch when he's not playing the Jazz. But he's emerging here too a little bit, and it's kind of fun to watch that. This one I think might be one that goes to seven. I don't think it goes to seven. I still think the Suns will close it out in six. But without Devin Booker, they're clearly flawed. Oh yeah. I I don't think they make it past the next round if this I don't think either of these teams make it past the second round, if I'm being honest. Um Uh but I I kinda I'm kind of with Justin on this. I'm riding with the Pelicans now after seeing just kind of like the underdog take that they've, you know, kind of brought with themselves and- oh 100 hey man what why not them they have the underdog mentality right now they're and not supposed to be here that's true they shouldn't have even been in the playoffs but that trade for mccollum is paying off paying off time. great for them but no yeah i mean there's not really much i have to say about that just it's a great series and it's going to keep going and it could go to game seven but how about arguably the most entertaining series of the first round memphis and minnesota bro especially yeah. tonight's game Ooh. Down by three with like what thirteen seconds left something or something. Like Anthony Edwards hits a three with like four three point seven seconds left. And then Jaw's like, and hold my beer. Jaw Morant was like, I got this, and got and gets a crazy tough layup. Also, to, R.I.P. to Malik Beasley for getting postered, absolutely oh postered my by Jaw. She jumped over him. He didn't even like kind of bump. He jumped over the he dude. He jumped shoulders. over the man. Oh my gosh, dude, that was so fun to watch. Oh, I'm so glad I actually saw that live. <laughs> oh, that was so oh, yeah. freaking I, cool. I, oh. I, w- I want this one to go to Shevin so bad. Like This one, this is an – oh, here's my just really quick overview. I think um, the East right now, I think it's going to be uh, Boston and maybe the Heat or Boston and uh, um, the Bucks. Sorry, I couldn't even think about it. The West, I, I have no idea who's going to come out of the West. I have no idea who's going to come out of the West. Right now, I think it's the Warriors. We'll see. We'll see how the Warriors play their next opponent because I think the Nuggets are making them look really good right now. We'll get there in a second. (laughs) We'll get there. But, man, yeah, that 2-7 series, I hope it goes 7. I still think Memphis takes it in 7, but, man, what a series so far. Offensive fireworks out the roof. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was watching that game, and – they let a lot of that. Yeah, there are times where I'm like, bro, this is like an all star game. There's no defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but holy crap. No, the, 
Let's hop over to that 3-6 matchup. Well, also, shout out to John Morant for earning a most improved player. That's right. He is the most most improved player. Yeah. Which, I don't really think the contest is really close with that one. I don't know. I think Jordan Poole had an argument. I guess that's fair. But I think that was kind of more re- towards the end of the season where John Morant has been like a star all season. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that didn't totally surprise me. I could have seen Jordan Poole. Like, take, that wouldn't have been too crazy either, but... I, it's definitely deserved, John Morant. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But anyways, let's that 3-6 matchup. Shout out to my Nuggets for not getting swept. But man, <laughs> they are that making three, those. War- okay. Also, like you said, I just want to say at least they did make some history on on Game Four. It was the first time in the Clay Thompson Seth Curry era that both of them have scored thirty and they lost. Yeah, that's because of Jokic. My man Jokic be balling. The rest of that team finally showed up for Game Four. If that it dude, was a good run. If that dude does not win MVP, it's I. It's got to be rigged because he is. Because if you look at it as it's supposed to be, it's literally MVP most valuable player. So yeah, you take Embiid. I mean, maybe now it's actually <laughs> theoretically, if you take out Embiid, Harden should be able to at least carry a little bit. Yep. You honestly take him out. He still has some pretty viable weapons like Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. Yeah. You take out uh, Jokic. Jokic. You could say Jamal Murray. Guess what? He hasn't played since last year. He hasn't. Nobody. We have nobody. Jokic managed to get drag him to one win. I'm Dude, okay. He, got, he My dropped them to the playoffs, not even the play-in. They were in the playoffs. That's true. So, I will say this. Warriors in five was my original prediction. I'm going to stick with that. Anything more than that is just, you know, frosting on top. So, I mean, shout out to them for making. If the war, if, if Nuggets pull off another win, that would be really cool. But I, I, don't, I don't see it happening. And and here's the thing. War, or Nuggets are one of the worst teams of defending the three. Oh, uh, yeah. Warriors I think they're 29th are, out of 30 in the league. And Warriors are arguably the best three-point shooting team, just talent-wise. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, it makes them look really good when they go against a team that doesn't guard the three anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not totally going to say that they're the favorites yet. I just got to see how this next series goes with whoever they play. All right. Jazz fans, cover your eyes. But now we're going to four and five here. Cover your ears more like it. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's... Um- if I'm a Jazz fan, okay, I'm okay, going to... Well, first, 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 let's talk about the game we went to. That's what I was about to go into. Because that game was insane. One game of the four. Best, Woo! arguably one of the best games to go to in any kind of situation. You want, if you're going to go to a game, you want to go to a game that happened like this. Woo! Blood rushing, blood pressure so high, it makes you feel like you're going to die. If I, I, I sound different. I know I do. And it's because my voice is still recovering from Saturday. I, I, loudest arena I've ever been in. And no, holy in, crap. In any sports, any sports game I've been to, like, you know, football, basketball, soccer, whatever. I've never or playoff not playoff. This is the loudest I've ever so ever been. We I was screaming and I couldn't even hear myself. Yeah. Like it oh my goodness, that was I loved it. That was a beautiful atmosphere. This one is one that I hope goes to game seven. I hope it goes to game seven <laughs> too. Like the jazz don't get out, but as much as I hate it, dude, Maver- Mavericks are much better than they were last year. Much better. Oh yeah, Luke uh, Jalen Brunson especially has has carried the torch in this one with Jaylen no Luca. Jalen Brunson has single handedly carried this franchise through this first round. Now it's kind of like Luca can kind of take over for that now. Well, I mean, we saw what Luca did in Game Five. 
Um, cover your ears, Jazz fans. It's not even that. Just, just that, though. I have not seen the Jazz shoot that bad in a long time. Well, good thing they got it all out in one I game. Know, that's what I know. That's what I told myself to make myself feel better this morning. I was like, they, 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 it can only go up from here. Jazz fans, if I would make a recommendation, take the film from Game 5, burn it, throw it away, bury it with your dead mother's ashes, and just never think Look about that game again. Look at your Game 4 tape because that was amazing or hear me out or hear me out go simulate a utah jazz championship in 2k and just put that over game five (laughs) essentially forget about game five yeah let's forget about game five and look at game four and if they play how they did in game four dude they held them under 100 points yeah i will say this game six is gonna be so them start. I mean, they have to have a good start in that game. Like, obviously, they struggled in Game Four to start. Clarkson but emerged in Game Four. Clarkson needs to do. I mean, he was also the only person making shots in Game Five. If dude, yeah, Clark, if Clarkson can kind of keep going on the trend he's going, and and Donovan did get hurt. He left early, but his test came back negative. He just has kind of some bruising on his calves, which might hold him a little bit. But knowing Donovan, he's not going to care. He's going to push through it. Mm-hmm. So if he can at least get to kind of playoff Donovan, I think they can. Play His shot six. selection needs to be so much better. He's he's been he's he's been making some shots from like, dude, just be a little bit more patient, mm-hmm. like, like because he does make some crazy shots, but his shot he, his even, shot selection is lacking. His shot selection has been very questionable, and it's I'm not doubting him. I would never doubt him. Never. Hashtag okay, always just, doubt. No, never. Always no, doubt. This dude tells me to jump. I say how high. I am not ever going to doubt this man. I would. But <laughs> but you shouldn't. <laughs> but no, but here's the here's the thing. Ooh, if the Jazz don't come out and at least make their shots. Because their defense wasn't even bad last game, really. But with how many shots they missed. And they got out-rebounded mm-hmm. so badly. Yes. That, I think, is actually more of why they lost than their shooting problems. They could not buy a rebound. It, they couldn't buy anything. The they, store was closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They the bank up, was not open. <laughs> <laughs> they showed up, and they had locked the doors, signs everywhere. It was bad. It was, it was rough. It was a very rough game. But, hey, again, it was one game. The Jazz have to win six. Like or I, they have to win game six. And seven. I have faith in them. I do too. Here's the thing. I, I, they have to take it in seven, but here's man. the thing. Here's the thing. Can they really play worse than they did yes last yesterday? Yes. Like realistically, though, have yes. you seen them play worse than that recently? Yes. Do you remember that game where they blew what, like an eighteen point lead to the Lakers right okay, before we're not the All Star break? About, like two, three months ago, <laughs> talking about in, like recent playoff years. I don't think I've seen them play that bad. I don't know. They also blew a twenty five point lead to the Clippers last year in Game Six. Okay, well, let's not talk about the they game, some, the some guy named some gay some guy named Terrence Mann think went off for like 37, 38 points. See, and here's and where, hasn't and, been heard from and since. See, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so rough. But here, but here's the thing. This is why I'm kind of thinking. And as much as it pains me to say this, I think the Jazz need a new coach. I don't think they need to get rid of Gobert or Donovan. They need a new coach. And we'll get there. We don't we'll want to speculate there. too far. You know, don't blow anything up until you're officially eliminated. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. they got a couple no games need to go. To panic yet? It's just still like oh, a it's panic time. But you know, don't don't make any panic it's not, moves. It's not panic time just yet. All right. So, anyways, Jazz and seven. That's our thoughts here. Now, before we finish up here, just the basketball portion, I gotta got we gotta talk about the one guy, the one guy in the NBA that just somehow continually disappoints 
I'm going to read somebody's I'm going to read a little just a little synopsis here. I want you to tell me if you know who this person is talking about. <laughs> Blanks lack of competitiveness in crucial games has raised questions about his character. Those who know him best say he needs things to revolve around him on and off the court and that he's often been closed mind to coaching or instruction. Oh, that's 100% Ben Simmons. When was this written? I don't know. March of 2016. Really? This was before he was ever drafted into the NBA. This was a scouting report. Well, actually, because he actually had problems at LSU. He did. In fact, so this was was a scouting report by Jonathan Giovanni. So this was just an NBA scout at the time. So this was written about him in March of 2016, before he ever put on a Sixers uniform, before he was ever in the NBA. So in LSU, he was expected to come in and just absolutely basically put LSU on top, right? Right. So he came in. He actually averaged good numbers in college, 19.2 points, 11 rebounds, 4.8 assists. Yeah. Like he played very well. But at LSU, he essentially was critiqued because they were saying that rather than trying to help his team win, he was basically just focused on making himself look better. To prove a huh. point, they didn't make the NCAA tournament. They didn't make March Madness. He was the number one recruit in the country. And his season ended after they lost to Texas A&M in the SEC tournament, 71-38. to Oh, my gosh. That was the final score. That is rough. Yeah. If I've ever seen a game. 71-30. to You're telling me in 40 minutes of basketball, you scored 38 points. That's less than a point per minute. That's... Bro, that's in D one. That's bad. That's really bad. No, dude, this guy though. <sighs> now the other thing. Here's another thing too. It's not just college in the NBA. Internationally for Australia. So he made his debut with the Australian national team when he was 17 years old, mm-hmm. and then he got cut from the Australian national team when he was 18. Since then, they've had a really rough relationship. He's told Australia he's going to play for them, then always backs out at the last second. In fact, there was this marketing campaign for when they, I think it was the 2019 FIBA World Cup. Basically, what was going on is that Australians were basically getting all pumped up for Ben Simmons. It was, it was, it was marketed as Ben Simmons versus the U.S. or Ben Simmons versus the world. And oh, Ben Simmons brother. kept posting on his Instagram, "Hey, get hyped up, Australia! We're gonna play these guys. Da da da! I'm gonna play in these games." Both times before the game, like I, they say, last minute. I don't know entirely how you know premature it was, but basically, last minute he pulls out of both games. After both stadiums in Australia were sold out, and he doesn't play either game. And now, in the NBA, this man's lack of competitiveness in big games and just in the season in general, as we just saw. Last year with the Sixers, when he refused to dunk on Trey Young, or was scared to dunk on him, who yeah, knows? Yeah, he, defru- he, refused, he refused to dunk on a five-foot guard. Oh my god! Oh wait, he's six. But, oh, I, but, but, yes. Compared to Ben compared Simmons, to ben it's Simmons, like a five. He's an oompa loompa. Yes. Yeah. The other thing is this man oompa loompa again. Gosh. Consider he's considering a target back for game three and four. Not game three. Fine. Game four. I'm playing. Game four comes. Uh, yeah, back soreness. Oh, actually, no. Wait, it's mental health. Yeah, no, it's back and forth. This mother effer, dude. Like this guy. Stephen A. Smith, I think, actually said it most bold. <laughs> he is the most pathetic player, like professional athlete, not just in basketball, football, soccer, 
hockey, tennis, I don't care. Name your sport. Worst attitude and pathetic player ever. So this right here basically sums up Ben Simmons. Brian, um, ESPN's Brian Windhorst reported the Nets were reportedly exasperated at Simmons choosing not to play in game four after hinting at his own return. Brian, when I when I checked it out and talked to people involved, they were exasperated. They were just like, he woke up, his back hurt, he wasn't able to play. And that's it. Nothing else to say. Yeah, see, and that's what, and now they're coming out today saying it was mental health problems. That that's what bothers me kind of a lot about this is because players who actually do have these kind of issues with mental health, they're all going to be discredited because of Ben Simmons. Like seriously, it's so bad. Like, and mental health can be a serious thing. It is a serious thing, mm-hmm. and he is just riding that train, trying to get like, and not to mention, not only is he not playing, he tried to get his money back from the Sixers. He like, filed a grievance because they didn't pay him twenty million, sir. They don't owe you twenty million. You a, didn't play a, mi- you a didn't, second for you them didn't this do season. Your, didn't do your job, like. And now, and and you're gonna get upset because they criticized you mm. for. Not doing your job in the playoffs either. You went like three of fourteen from the free throw line, bro. His his agent needs to drop him. Well, that's not going to happen because that's the same agent that LeBron has, and LeBron loves Ben Simmons. Does he still? Rich Paul, I don't think he'll drop him. No, but does LeBron still like him? Notice how he has been eerily quiet on this subject. Yep. Yep. I'm just saying. I. Oh. Who knows? I'm just saying people are now saying, sorry, Donovan, you should have won that award, Rookie of the Year. I'm just saying maybe Ben Simmons will get it next year. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just – oh, it, this man. It's just – it's kind of satisfying to see all these people. First of all, it's extremely satisfying to see Philly hate this man. Yep. I'm not sure the Nets are going to like him, especially like after this year. Because that's what I remember seeing, and I thought that was the most weird and vague reason not to play. Woke up and said his back hurt. You know, they actually talked about this on ESPN. Like, players like were saying, like, every person right now in the playoffs is playing hurt in some way. Like, it's being true. sore. It's true. There's a difference between being hurt and injured. This man is just not wanting to play. He's not competitive. He's kind of a, like, a pathetic excuse of a player. He's acting like a child. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I want $20 million, too. But guess what? I'm not going to get it because I'm not expected to play like Ben Simmons. <laughs> Now, if you're expected and you've kind of proven you can play that way and you do it, sure, get your money. And then if, like, you play that and then whatever, then they still don't give you the money, obviously, then, yeah, you might have a case there. Yes, sir. When you literally just don't play because you're afraid of the fans, (laughs) like, I don't care what anybody says. That's why he didn't play. Like, and I'm not trying to discredit mental health or anything because this is the one case where I'm like, oh, yeah, this dude is probably faking it 100%. Yep. He was afraid of his fans. Yeah, it's Ben Simmons, man. He's oh, that guy I'm, I'm interested sucks. to see what Kevin Durant and just the Nets are going to do in general with this man next year. Because I don't know. It's it's. I feel bad. I don't feel bad. It's just Ben Simmons has put his team in a all of his teams in a tough situation. So I'm interested to see how this plays out over the off season, um, especially one, to see exactly what Ben Simmons decides to do. That there. is one. Pathetic mother effort, dude. Oh my gosh. Like, he's he's a special case. Let's just let's just put it there. <laughs> that's yeah, that's probably a nicer way to say it. But um, hey guys, yeah. this is it for our basketball today, but please check out our NFL draft episode that's gonna be releasing along with this episode. 
Okay, we're excited to give you our insights, our picks as to who's oh. going to be, what needs each team needs, but also who the number one overall pick. Because unlike most years, there's not really a consensus number one overall pick. No, it's kind of open this year because very guess what? Different. The Jaguars basically need everything. Yep, and they for some reason decided to step it up against the Colts and <laughs> secured their number one pick. Anyways, Carson so, Wentz, that's yeah, for you. Carson Wentz. Hey this guys, man is appreciate just everybody picks. <laughs> appreciate you guys listening along to this one again. Check out our NFL podcast episode that's going to be releasing. Also, shout out to the Bearded Breakdown. Yes, sir. Those and check out Justin's awesome. podcast over there as well. We are going to be soon. We are going to be joining up with them with a combined episode, and we're just going to hash it out, and it's going to be great. But no, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys later.